Welcome to Goodbye Apathy, a podcast about what excites us in life, those passions that get us out of bed in the morning, and where we find joy. I know what you're thinking. How great would it be to have an episode entirely dedicated to a sitcom? And what if that sitcom was Friends? And what if this conversation was between actual friends? Could it be any better? Well, you're in luck because that's exactly what Michael Gold and I set out to do. So grab a spoon, put on your Thanksgiving pants, and pivot over to the couch. This is Goodbye Apathy, Friends Edition. Did you grow up watching the show, or when did you first become a fan? So I would say for me, I first became a fan when I was like 12 years old. So like fifth, sixth grade, probably like sixth grade. And it's because I have an older sister. And I mean, it it was already, I think, on season eight by then. So Rachel was pregnant. Ross was the father. It was that storyline. And... So I came in pretty late, but I don't know if you remember this or not. They had VHS tapes of the classic episodes that you can go buy like at a Walmart. And I remember my sister and I going to this like media store by the mall to buy these VHS tapes. And we got four different tapes and they had the classic episodes on it. Like they had uh the one with Chandler in a box, uh, the one with the blackout, uh, yep. the wedding in London, uh, the one where everyone finds out. And my sister is four years older than me. And we pretty much had nothing in common at this point. And we started to watch Friends together. And it's literally how my sister and I became friends. You know, That's we really- would watch these, yeah, we would watch these episodes together, especially on going on vacations. We had the minivan with the VHS player, you know? So we would pop in these tapes and we would just burn through them over and over again. And I remember seeing the episode where it's the one where everyone finds out where Ross or where Monica and Chandler are discovered from Rachel and Phoebe. And I remember like just a, a light going off in my head and just being like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Like this is hysterical. That's awesome. So at that point, you didn't necessarily see all the episodes in chronological order. It was those no, best stuff. No, I, I would say I probably didn't watch it in chronological order, maybe even until college. Because I think that's probably one of the things that's great about the show is, yeah, you have these overarching storylines, but if you wanted to get somebody into friends, I feel like you just, you could just really show them any episode. Yeah. And there would be yeah. a laugh there, you know? Yeah. And I think that's one reason why the show has really even gotten more popular as the years have gone on. Because I mean, it doesn't matter. Like there, I mean, there might be a kid who's 12 years old right now who turns on TBS and this is like, this is the best thing I've ever seen, you know? Right. <laughs> right. I actually, I had almost an exact same storyline to yours on how I got started because I watched it when I was in high school. I saw it off and on, right? Because they, they, were, they were already doing some reruns during the day and then the New Era episodes would play at night. And yeah. I saw them in bits and pieces. Uh, my parents would watch it and 
I loved the show, but I, like you, I hadn't really started. I haven't, I hadn't done start to finish yet. And then when I was a sophomore in college, there were a group of girls that lived next door to us. And one of my good friends, she let me, she had them all on DVD and she let me borrow them. So I would pop those in while I was studying and I would just play them on in the background. And that was the first time I watched it from start to finish. And I think I borrowed her DVDs for maybe three years consistently. I don't know like how, I never how, stopped. how did you get any studying done? Uh, well, luckily for me, a lot of my homework was like art projects where I could multitask. Okay. You know, it wasn't reading a textbook. So I did benefit there. But yeah, gotcha. it, it was definitely distracting. It probably took me twice as long as it should have. <laughs> so I think, you know, I, I started watching it when I, when I was younger, like I said, but I think high school is when I really started getting into it. You know, just yeah. because like any like teenage boy, like you get with your friends and you start quoting things, right? So we yes. would always quote friends. Like you'd be like, oh, you know, you're like Joey or you're like Chandler or you're Monica. And I think, and I have so many stories that relate back to friends. And I think one of my favorites is the first time I got like really grounded to the point where my mom was like, what, what you just did is not okay. Is uh, I was, gosh, probably like a sophomore in high school. And I just got that box set, like the collectible yeah. box set you know, with the red leather and everything where like, if you don't have that box set, are you really a fan of the series? Like, <laughs> let's just like, let's just like be real for a second. Like if you don't own the collectible box set, are you really a fan? So I got that for Christmas and I also got a portable DVD player. Right. Yeah. And I remember one night I just, I mean, probably to like one in the morning, what it was a school night i would be in my room with the lights off like watching friends on this portable dvd player because yeah. i knew if i played it on my actual tv it would be too loud right. and then my mom like my mom i guess went to bed late that night and she could hear something and she opened up the door and she took the box set away from me for Ooh. like a month and it was it was the worst punishment but like, <laughs> ever like i was so i was so mad like i was like a teenage boy be like mom no you don't understand like you don't get it um, but yeah it's just crazy mom you broke my heart <laughs> pretty much i mean essentially because i mean i think that that was probably the first show that i really got into and like when you think about it like shoot man like i I started watching it when I was 12 years old and I'm 31 now, you know? So I mean, the, the majority of my yeah. life, you know, the thing, one of the shows that I've loved the most, you know, has been a huge part of it. Yeah. My parents don't tend to rewatch shows. My mom more than my dad, like she'll put reruns of like, I've seen every, episode of everybody loves raymond probably 16 times because we watched it all okay. the time but i don't think yeah they especially my dad didn't he didn't understand why i wanted to rewatch a show i'd already seen and so i remember one christmas 
All I asked for was that box set. I told my mom, I was like, you don't have to get me anything else. All I want is this box set of friends. And I didn't know this at the time because she was surprising me with it. But um, I guess she didn't tell my dad that she got it because she knew he wouldn't understand. And so when I opened it Christmas morning, I mean, I, I probably cried. I don't really remember. I was so excited, but I, no I was emotional. There's no shame in that. And uh, I just, I remember like I, I held it up like it was like a trophy I had just won. And my dad was like, why did you get him that? And she goes, look at him. <laughs> He's freaking out about it. It's, it's all he asked for. And he goes, I just don't understand why he wants to rewatch a show. And so anyway, they all made fun of me for it. And then my brother still talks about how um, like later Christmas day, uh, he came back into the room where we had all the gifts out and I had fallen asleep on the ground holding the box set of the DVDs like against so, my chest. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that this box set was essentially your Geller cup. <laughs> yes. Yes. Except nobody was fighting me for it. Okay. Fair point. But like, <laughs> there was no way you were going to let it go. Yeah. This was, this was, uh, me channeling my Monica with Girl Scout cookies. Naturally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, you, man. Do you have, I'm just curious, do you have a character that you relate to the most? That's a good question. You know what? I've taken a, I, I'm sure you have too. Uh, I've taken a bunch of those BuzzFeed quizzes and stuff. Oh, yeah. Supposed to be what your characters are. I feel like the most authentic ones are the ones that tell you like a percentage of each character where you're made up of multiple. Okay. I mean, there, there have been a couple of people that I've met where I'm like, Oh, you're a hundred percent a Monica or a Rachel or whatever. But yeah. I feel like most people are bits and pieces of all of them. I, I would say, I mean, Chandler's my favorite. I mean, let's just be honest. I freaking love that guy. Sure. Uh, and so I think I hope that I, emulate him a little bit um but i also i also really understand phoebe and how quirky she is and how <laughs> off the wall and random everything she says okay. is so like give, give me an example like why do you think you're like phoebe i think of all the 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 members of the group she is definitely the most childlike not, okay. not in a naive way just you know i think in the way that she use the world. Um, and so I, I, I relate to that a lot. She's innocent. Yeah. 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 I um, mean, that's a compliment, Kevin. Like you're, you don't have a bad bone in you, man. Like, and that's kind of how Phoebe is, you know? Yeah. Well, and I also, I gotta be honest. I also relate to, I think how quickly she can get upset with people. Okay. <laughs> like, those are some of my favorite scenes of the entire show is when she just freaks out on them. You know what's so funny? funny. Like you, if you were to put a, a list of those, like Phoebe, like kind of getting not aggressive, yeah. but just very like vocal. If you were to make a list of those quotes and just like say them randomly, like you, you, you couldn't do it. And, uh, yeah. There, yeah, you definitely there, need to. I was watching. I was watching an episode today because it's actually funny that you mentioned that, where 
Kathy just uh, cheated on Chandler. Okay. Yep. Yep. Which I mean, don't don't get me started on that because yep. I think you know, I think Kathy deserved, I think Kathy deserves more personally. Yeah. You know, but Kathy uh, just cheated on Chandler, and he's going through his stages of mourning the relationship. Yes. Right. And he doesn't he doesn't want to go to the strip club with Phoebe, Monica, and Rachel. Yeah. And Phoebe's pregnant at this point. And he's like, no, I don't want to go. And Phoebe's like, Taylor for sweatpants? Go watch naked girls with us. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And like, okay. he starts crying about it. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> it's so good. I watched... Um... I was going through the first season the other day and uh, watched the episode where uh, Phoebe's bank accidentally transfers her an extra $500 and then they send her an extra $500 and the football phone. And then she yeah. finds the thumb. It's just like a whole thing, it's, right? It's nuts. <laughs> but when she comes in, I think it's the first time she's telling them about it. She comes into the coffee shop, sits down and I forget what she says before it, but she goes, so I checked my mail and they had sent me my monthly statement and Ray, and Ross goes, okay, calm down. <laughs> she like, she yells the word statement <laughs> and I don't know why, but it's just so funny. I think, I think that just goes back to the, I mean, honestly, the brilliance of the show is I, I don't, I can't think of another show, honestly, where the writing is just as good as the actors. You know, like yeah. the 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 six of them, it's the, it's the best chemistry I've ever seen. You know, and I love shows like The Office. I love Parks and Rec. I love New Girl. But just, and all those ensemble casts are great. But I mean, I don't think you can get an ensemble cast like Parks and Rec, like New Girl, uh, like a Modern Family, if you didn't have Friends first. You know, because just the way that they all played off each other, you know, I was just crazy. And I think just even the duos that were in the show too, you know, cause I mean, you, you had your Monica and Rachel, uh, Joey and Chandler. And I mean, Ross didn't really have a best friend. Like, I guess you can kind of like Chandler, they had that relationship from college, uh, but just, it was so relatable. Like, even till this day, like, it's, it passes the test of time, you know, where you can yeah. watch it. You know, I could watch it when I was in my 20s. And even as a teenager, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I would totally do that. And watching it in my 30s now, like, it's even, whoa. Like, uh, yeah. so my, my sister-in-law, Kim, just had her 30th birthday with my wife. I should say that, too. My wife is an identical twin. <laughs> so my, my wife, Brianna which was your first guest on your podcast. Yep. So shout out Brianna. Um, they just had their 30th birthday and we just got done watching the 30th birthday episode right before <laughs> their 30th birthday. Okay. And you know, it was just, it's just crazy how it can mirror. And they didn't, I mean, they by no means were freaking out about their 30th birthday, but uh, I came so close to buying my sister-in-law, Kim, the 
a birthday card off Etsy that was Joey like being like, why God, why? <laughs> Let the others grow old, not me. Let the others. <laughs> but there are That's so awesome. but there are so many people that freak out about that. Like there are so yeah. many people that freak out about turning thirty, like getting older. Like, are you thirty yet? No. Okay. So I mean just you know. So that means I'm definitely going to buy you that car for your birthday. So get ready. Actually, I was really hoping you were going to say you bought Kim a scooter. Because I love when tag gets Rachel a scooter. For 40. For 40. But, but, I mean, another thing that is relatable to it. Do you remember the episode with the ball? Yes, of course. I would totally do that. Like, me, me and my friends in college, like, we would – I mean, it is very – reasonable that we somehow skipped a class at some point because we were doing something like that. Like we didn't, like we didn't want to let the ball drop or do whatever yeah. we were doing. So let's see how long we can do it for. Oh, for sure. I think my brother and I with our neighbor, I think we used to do that on a regular basis and we would make up the most ridiculous games, you know? So you definitely related to that. And we did yeah. the same thing in college. Yeah, I yeah, I, I think some people watch that and think, how could they waste all of that time? And I'm thinking, yeah. no, I could see that for sure. So I, I have a question for you. Yep. What do you think is better? Do you think the writing in the show is better or do you think the acting in the show is better? That's a good question that I've actually never thought about before. Uh, my gut is telling me the acting because I know you could say this about a lot of shows. Yeah. I just could not replace any of them. I couldn't Same. think of a different actor to play those parts. And I, and I know the writing feeds into that very heavily, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I couldn't picture it with other people, but I could see them writing the lines and me, like rewriting the lines and me still liking it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. Because I definitely think like watching the show back, because I, I just rewatched it at the start of quarantine, me and Brianna did. And yep. you can definitely tell that there's not a lot of, at least I think there's not a lot of improv there. So the writing is, I'm really solid, like super yes. strong. And I think yep. it, it remained consistent throughout the series. And I think the character, for a sitcom, the character development is insane. Like, just yeah. like wa- watching it back, just seeing how all of them grew and evolved just as people within their relationships. But, I mean, I totally agree with you. The you, you, You're never going to get that magic again in a sitcom. You know, just with the six of them and how they just worked with each other. And you could, I think you could genuinely tell that they – loved each other as people like the, I mean those actors loved each other because I think even now like they're still I mean they're connected throughout their yeah. entire lives like there's there's no there's no way that if you think of one person like if you think of Jennifer Aniston you're not not going to think of David Schwimmer right you know like you're always right. going to think of Rachel and Ross like for me one of the best compliments I ever got was from a friend of ours tell, telling me that, you know what? You and Brianna are just like Monica and Chandler. Ugh. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's a huge compliment. <laughs> that's what you just did. Where we're just like, oh man. Yeah. Like that was that was goals. Like that was that was heartwarming. And <laughs> which I mean, sounds crazy, like coming out of my mouth. But like, it's the truth. And like when I thought about it, like, yeah, like me, me and Brianna had very similar mannerisms to Monica and Chandler. You know. Yeah. Like she. She definitely, Brianna definitely keeps me grounded, you know, and I think I'm really good at helping Brianna slow down sometimes, just kind of like, you know, like, okay, let's pause and like work through it together. But, you know, it's been, what, it's been 25 years since the show started. They just celebrated 25 years, right? And the fact that I was, six years old when the show started and someone told me when I was 30 (laughs) that I remind them of a character that was created 25 years ago. It's just, I mean, yeah, like the test of time with that show is just unreal. Yeah. It still has the same impact. Well, and going back to that being a compliment, we spend so much time in that show invested in Ross and Rachel and I don't want to discredit that but a hundred percent in my heart Chandler and Monica is they are the oh, couple they're, of they're the they're easily right. the better they're easily the better couple. Well and I I remember um I listened to an interview and they were saying I guess you know when they got together in London in London <laughs> <laughs> but they said that they really didn't have a plan for them to stay together like they just thought it was going to be this quick whim of a thing but then i don't i don't believe that you don't think so no because before that episode there was a flashback episode because it was when ross just found out that carol is a lesbian. Okay. Yep. And Rachel just got uh, engaged to Barry. Yep. And uh, the coffee house was a, like a pool bar. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And they like, they kind of hinted at Monica and Chandler then. And no, then, I agree. And then when they went to the beach and, you know, and the whole yeah. episode is basically saying, Chandler being like, you don't think I'm boyfriend material? And then at the very end of it, you know, <laughs> Monica says, you know, I love you, but I can never be with you because you're the guy who peed on me. So. <laughs> no, I, I agree. They definitely set the stage for it. I just don't know if the writers knew what, how much that relationship was going to have an impact on the show. I mean, fans yeah. freaked out about that and they were so excited. So that's that's at least what they said in the interview that they didn't think yeah. that they would get that kind of response I, from it. Yeah, I don't think you could have done with them what you did with Rachel and Ross where you had them break up for a no. while and kind of like on again, off again. Because I think every, I mean, just watching Monica and Chandler and the way Courtney talks and uh, Matthew Perry just, I mean, played off each other and just their chemistry you know, it was just, I think everybody 
wanted that. You know, you all, you always hear, you know, fall like if you fall in love with your best friend, you know, life is great, you know, and that's what you should be looking for. And yep. I think people saw that and they were just like, Oh my gosh, like, yeah, like, that's the, that's the way it should be. You know, even to that point where, uh, Joey and Rachel oh. got together briefly, which, about yeah, <laughs> like when, going back, but the acting is the best part of yeah. that show. That was why exciting. Wrote, why, why they wrote that in, don't, don't understand. Like <laughs> everyone makes mistakes. Like we get it. But yeah. I think there was a line when I think eventually they realized, okay, this, this isn't going to work. Cause ultimately you're going to end it with Rachel and Ross together. But when they realized, okay, this story is coming to a close, I think it was Joey who looked at Chandler and said, like, did you ever think that what you were doing with Monica was feeling was wrong? You know, did you think like it was weird? And Chandler's response was, no, like, I just couldn't believe we, we hadn't been doing this the entire time. Yeah. And I think that's what everybody wants. Like, for me, like, personally, like, when I, when I first started dating Brianna, that's, like, that's kind of how it was, like, for me. Yeah. You know, like, we, we were friends, like, best friends for, I mean, almost two, two, maybe two and a half years. At that point, and I even remember talking to you, like how I was super into Brianna, but like very nervous and timid to you know, tell her how I felt about her. And then we started dating and being in a relationship. And it was just like, I mean, I would never go back and have us be dating that entire time. Cause I think the, our friendship is really what solidifies us in our marriage. But that's kind of, you know, how I felt. And I think to have, to have someone tell me that, like how our relationship reminded them of Monica and Chandler, that when I say like, that was a huge compliment to me, huge compliment. I think that's why it was a huge compliment to me. Cause I could definitely see ourselves in that. It, yeah. It, they justified how you felt about it. Right. Oh, absolutely. Easy. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It's really cool. So I have to throw your question back at you. Sure. Um, is there a character on the show that you most identify with or you feel that you're most similar to? Is it Chandler? Yeah, like for yeah. sure. Like I feel like my, my sense of humor is like Chandler. I feel like I'm pretty sarcastic in my humor. Uh, I try to make a joke out of everything. Like even when like the joke isn't there, um for for a while you know there was there was a time in my life where i really didn't know what i wanted to do like professionally you know i just kind of like fell into like whatever was handed yeah. to me so yeah like Ch chandler for sure there are times where i feel like i'm like joey where there are i can be around a group of people and they're all talking about something and i just like have like no idea what's going on but you, you remember the episode where the encyclopedia salesman comes to his apartment yeah. and like, he says, Oh, you know, I want to learn more about, I forget what he says. He, what he wants to learn more about like vomit or like something like that. Yeah. Like he gets, I remember he gets the D 
Yeah. And then he gets, like, later in the episode, he starts talking about, like, volcanoes. And he's like, that Mount Vesuvius, you know, that's that's a hot pile of volcanic ash. And everyone else is just like, what? <laughs> you know? And then they then the group moves on to something else, and it's not a topic that starts with V, so he doesn't know what they're talking about. Right. So I feel like sometimes I can I can be like that, but for sure, mostly Chandler. Um, to go back to that episode, one of my favorite Joey lines is when the the guy it's a guy from Penn and Teller, right? Uh, the yeah. Encyclopedia guy. When he asks him, "Oh, do you want to check out any other letters?" And he goes, no, I want to see how this bad boy ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my story, beginning, middle, and end. Oh, it's my so God. awesome. Such well, a pure heart, Joey Tribbiani. I, yeah, I love, I love Joey, and I think a lot of people do. I think that when asked the question about who you relate to, I think people stray away from him. Because he is, let's be honest, I mean, he is a, a womanizer, right? So sure. I think that people don't want to identify his entire persona. Um, but Joey's got a lot of really good qualities, too. I mean, yeah. he's a well, phenomenal friend. Yeah. I think that goes back to the character development. You know, like, yeah, yeah I think towards the beginning of the series, you know, he's definitely you know, he likes to date around. Like, he definitely likes women. Like, there's no debating that. Um, the only time that he ever had a problem with women is when he was Mario and he was on the cover of the gonorrhea poster. But I watched that one. <laughs> yeah, but but besides that, like Joey was a stud. But towards the end of the series, you know, you could, and maybe even in the middle of the series, you could see him like really wanting a relationship. I think Kate was the character's name. I think that was the first time when you remember, like she was an actress in the play yeah. that he was in, like he really liked her, wanted to be with her. Like he was sad when she left. And then I, I'll give Matt LeBlanc like props, like his, the way he portrayed Joey when he was in love with Rachel, like that, like that was heartbreaking. Like that, like that was really, yeah. like that was sad. Cause you could tell like he, man, like he did not want to love her. Like, I mean, yeah. he, he did not want those feelings. But, like, he just – he couldn't help it, you know. And just to kind of see how yeah. that – how he went through that, I thought was, you know, really cool. The the only thing that I wish I could have seen with Joey is kind of how his story ended. Because yeah. I think I think people forget about the spinoff, Joey. Yep. You know, I, I watched the first season, but I, I couldn't tell you what happened. Like, yeah. I don't remember it at all. I don't think I think I watched the first two episodes, maybe. Yeah, I felt I felt so bad for Matt LeBlanc. I I remember yeah. watching it and being like, "Man, like you deserved more." Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it's tough. I've thought about that too because he, you know, he's the only one who doesn't really get a resolution at the end of the series, um, yeah. as far as his love life goes. But and I feel bad for him, but at the same time. I think that if everything was tied up perfectly with a bow, that it wouldn't feel as realistic. Yeah, well, you know? as realistic. that's a good point. Well, and thank goodness they didn't all just like marry within the group. You know, at least Phoebe yeah. found somebody outside the group. I think that would have been hard to believe if they all just married each other. Yeah. You know, um, and also, um, 
thank goodness they never tried to put Phoebe and Joey together because yeah. their friendship is so perfect. I love their relationship and how they banter off each other. And I just, yeah. I, I wouldn't have wanted to ruin that. No, absolutely not. Okay. So let's, let's get into this. Let's talk about Ross. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. I thought your podcast was about, was supposed to be about things that like brought us joy and made us happy <laughs> in life. And, well, now, dude. and now we got to talk about Ross. Do you want, do you want me to speak my first? Do you want me to start? Do we have enough time? <laughs> okay. Okay. This is, this is how I feel about Ross. Okay. He drives me crazy. Right. And he just annoys the crap out of you. And there's so much that he does that you want to scream at your TV for. Right. But let me caveat by saying that this show would be significantly less funny if he weren't on it. So I do not agree with people because I know people who have said, oh, they should have just gotten rid of Ross. And I I truly feel like it would have been a mistake because some of my favorite episodes involve his character. Like, I mean, let's talk about when he buys the leather pants, that is one of the funniest episodes I've ever watched. <laughs> the, oh, the, the one with the resolutions? Oh, yeah, it's great. Like, when he bought, I, I, re- I remember watching that episode for the first time. Yes. It was on the VHS tapes. Like, it was on the best up. Like, uh, I remember watching that episode, and everything that I'm about to bring into the conversation, I want to preface it by saying David Schwimmer plays that character so well. Yeah, like David Schwimmer. I mean, that's a master class, in my opinion, in comedic acting, like physical comedy, like like everything, because you love to hate Ross. Yes, that's the thing. Like you, you love to hate Ross to the point where even the writers know that Ross isn't supposed to be your favorite. Yeah. You know? Because if Ross was supposed to be your favorite, number one, he wouldn't have cheated on Rachel. Because, um, oh, side question, were they or were they not on a break? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I did you see what did you see what Schwimmer just did on Jimmy Fallon? No. So he was just on Jimmy Fallon, and I, I'm talking like last week, and Jimmy asked him were. Uh, Rachel and Ross on a break and he goes absolutely they were like without even missing a beat he was just like oh for sure it's not even a question um, but no what were you going what were you going to say were they or weren't they um, it's it's hard for me to answer that because I, I feel like no matter what the answer is I still really hate what he did yeah it, it doesn't even if they were officially on a break it does not change what he did it's hard too because like I just watched the episode where Joey and Chandler take him to the hockey game because it's his anniversary with Carol, right? His special anniversary. His special yeah. anniversary. Yeah. And yeah. so you have this guy who who starts off a pretty innocent for the most part. You know what I mean? Okay. And and I think he had a lot of bad things dumped on him at the beginning that he had to deal with. 
And then, I don't know. And then to flash forward, not even like three full seasons, and he's he's willing to cheat on this woman the who love he's been in love with. Yeah, for, for years. And again, I, I understand he was upset. I'm not saying he shouldn't have been. But yeah, I, I mean, it was within hours. Hours. Yeah. My I, my opinion is exactly the same as yours. Like that, no no matter how you fall on it, like were they or weren't they? For me, the whole break thing doesn't even make sense. Like, what does that even mean? You're either broken up or you're not. Uh, yeah. But it still doesn't excuse what he did. Like, even even if they were officially broken up, like no, like you don't you don't no get get out of my office with that one. Uh, <laughs> but. To your point, like, yeah, you know, Ross is hilarious in that show, but do you know why Ross is hilarious in that show? Um, I typically think he's funny when he's embarrassing himself. Yeah, he's the butt of every show. <laughs> yes. He's the he's the butt of every show. Um, yeah. I mean, you already hit it on the nail with the pants, the leather pants. Like, who, yeah. Kevin, who in their right mind would walk buy a store and say, I've always smelled those pants. I just wanted a pair of good smelling pants. Um, <laughs> and one, I think he bought those pants to get a rise out of Chandler because Chandler yes. would open me. So I think, you know, I'll, I'll let that one slide a little bit. But then you go on a date with yeah. a girl and your pants get all sweaty and you put lotion on them and you put baby powder on them, and they form a paste, and you hit yourself in the face with the, with the lotion paste that you just made. And so that, that's number one. Um, another time that he was above the joke, the bagpipes. You remember the bagpipes? <laughs> yes. Yes. I forgot about Celebrate, you know? And, like, everyone's just being like, why? Like, I think even in the episode... <laughs> Um, Monica says, you know, why is he your best man? And uh, Chandler responds with, why is he your family? <laughs> You're re- related to him. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's before, just so funny. Like, go, can go I throw ahead. this in? Before you move past the bagpipes, that is another pinnacle Phoebe scene. Do you remember oh, yeah. when she starts <laughs> singing along? <laughs> Yeah, which I think I think that I think that was improv. I think so too. Because um, if you if you watch it back, Jennifer Aniston cannot keep a straight face. Even Phoebe yeah. starts laughing as she's doing yeah. it. And honestly, like side side note here, that is one of my favorite parts of the the show. I guess it doesn't oh, really fit sure. into the whole professionalism. But anytime one of them laughs on scene. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. And I know when pretty much all of them are now. So I just yeah. watch for it in the background. Oh, okay. That's that's the only one that I know of. So you'll, you'll have to enlighten me on some others. Oh, no, there's a ton of them. Um, but, oh, okay. So the bagpipes, the yep. tan. <laughs> the spray tan, yep. Mississippi, Leslie? Like, really? <laughs> Look, I'm an eight. You know, it's just the, the tan. That's a big one. But... So the writers knew what they were doing, right? And it's kind of, yeah. they point to it throughout the series. 
one of my favorites when you kind of realize like okay like we're not supposed to be that huge of a fan of ross is when he breaks up with elizabeth and he he, he's leaving her apartment he's walking down the sidewalk it's just like a casual new york day and he's thinking to himself he goes that went really well you know did i just make a huge mistake and she opens up the window and She's like, Ross! And you think, like, it's going to be, like, them getting back together. And you're like, oh, Ross doesn't deserve this. And then <laughs> Ross goes, oh, Elizabeth, thank God. And he's like, you suck! And, like, throws a water balloon, like, right at him. And you're just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's, right. that's where right. I like it. Um, <laughs> but if, if you're willing, I have made a list on why – Ross is the worst. And oh, you haven't you haven't started that list yet. I have That's a legit list on why Ross is the worst. And I wrote okay. it in all Let's and get into it. We're we're gonna get into it. If you if we need to do a whole separate episode on why I'm passionate on why Ross Keller is the worst, we can do it. Yeah, we might have to actually. Okay. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the worst thing he did for last. All right. Okay. And feel feel free to ch- chime in with yep. anything. Okay. So num- number one. All right. The leather pants. We already covered that. Like, gosh, like r- ridiculous. Um, he blames Chandler for getting him high when Chandler had <laughs> nothing yeah. to do with it. <laughs> yes. Like his his parents hate Chandler. For years, like like, <laughs> looked down on him for years to the point where Monica is scared to tell them that she is in a serious relationship with this man because Ross threw this guy, his best friend, under the bus because Ross couldn't get rid of his joint fast enough. Like, it's just like, it's, oh, he's so selfish. Um, yeah. He changes the locks on Mona after the holiday card thing. No, after, no, not even the holiday card. After he gave her a key to his apartment. Yes. Yeah. He was hey, the one babe, who said that. I'm pretty, that might have been the Valentine's Day episode too. But it's like, hey, babe, I love you. I'm glad we're together. He's here's a key to my apartment. By the way, I'm going to have the locks changed in three hours. You know, it's just oh, right. uh, um, no. And you, were, and you were right the first time. It was the Christmas episode because remember she she wants to make that Christmas invitation or Christmas card from them, and yeah. then he doesn't want to do it that he's uncomfortable with it, and so she has the talk with him like, where yeah. is this going? And then he yeah. freaks out yeah. and he's like. I think you should move in with me. <laughs> yeah. He, he doesn't know. He doesn't know how to handle situations. So the videotape of him and Rachel, he, he uh, doesn't tell anybody until he's forced to. Yes. So that, that's one. That's another one. Uh, what else? I have a lot. Uh, doesn't tell Rachel that they're still married. <laughs> for like that that's it like let's let's pause on that one for a second dude that is a solid 
arc in a season. The like that that was at least like five or six episodes. Yeah. Like have have a 22, 24 law uh season ep- seasons. That was six episodes of him refusing to tell her that they were married. You know? Um what although okay, I do I I couldn't stand him for doing that. Like that's just terrible. But I do love at the very end of that episode where he's in the coffee shop with Phoebe and he goes, Hey, do you want to hear something funny? And she yeah. goes, always. And he goes, yeah, Rachel and I are still married. I didn't get the annulment. Okay. Bye. And then he just, don't tell Rachel. Bye. Don't tell Rachel. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that like there's 22, 24 episodes in a season and that's a good, like five or six episodes. It's just like, Wait. Oh my gosh, this guy. Um, and I'm probably missing a couple, but Kevin, I saved the worst for last. Do you know what? Do you know what the worst one was? Like, I mean, it's it's cringeworthy. I have another one, but I'm afraid it's the same one. So I think you should go first. No, go for go for it. I mean, like her or not, but he said the wrong name at the altar. Okay, so I. And and here's the thing. I, I'm I'm deb- that that one was on my list, but I'm. Deb- Debating on whether or not to give him a pass for that one. Well, I think we give him a pass because we like Emily turns out to be the worst and we want him with Rachel. So I think you just get past it. But like if he would have like if he would have done that to Rachel, we would have never forgiven him. Oh no. They would have killed him off. They would have killed him off. (laughs) Down an elevator shaft. (laughs) Yeah. He would have gotten straight up Dr. Draper Moray. Like (laughs) No, he would have been done. Um, but no, so that, that one's bad. But what I'm about to tell you is going to be like a light bulb going off in your brain. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Dude, he tries to hook up with his own cousin. Yes. Why does that not bother anyone else? Isn't that gross? What? No. What, what do you mean it doesn't bother anybody else? I don't know. I feel like nobody talks about that. I honestly because sometimes it's so forget. terrible. The, Kevin, no, listen, let's pause. The reason why nobody talks about it is because it's so cringeworthy. It's so it's, shameful. It's so shameful that it's just like, oh, like you you just feel like dirty, like like watching it. Like, and again, I'm gonna give like Schwimmer cred, credit. Hysterical. Like yeah. the, the way the way he does it is funny. I'm sure he had like a like a pro, like he had a hard time doing it. But just the fact that like this guy would like even have those like oh my gosh, just like insane. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. No, you're right. I forget what else happens in that episode and why she's there. Because she's it's, just uh, there. it's it's so I can tell you why it's season seven. It's okay. Denise Richards, it's cousin Cassie, and it's for Monica and Chandler's wedding. Oh, she's in town for the wedding. She's in town right. for the wedding. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cousin Cassie. Yeah. Stirring up trouble. Jeez. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. So we're actually going to end this episode right here and take a short break. See what I did there? Turns out that Michael and I are more passionate about this show than we realized. 
Also, I think we need to give Michael a little time to cool down after that whole Ross conversation. So, good news is that we have more content to share with you. Bad news is that you're going to have to wait until next week to hear the rest of it. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.